Yippee kayak, other buckets. It's a bonus episode. We're talking Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Hit it. It was 2013. Iron Man 3 was released. Xbox One and the PlayStation 4 systems were released. And Jake Peralta got to live his ultimate 80s diehard style Christmas. I'm your host, Jerry D, with another episode of Totally Rad Christmas, the podcast that talks all things Christmas in the 80s. Toys, movies, specials, music, and fads. If it was gnarly during Christmas in the 80s, we got it covered. And joining me is a very special guest. It's my bud, Kevin, also known as Papa Kev. Kev, how's it going? Oh, it's going great now. How are you doing, man? <laughs> I'm doing all right. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, absolutely. Glad to be here. I'm I'm ready to get rad. <laughs> it's funny because uh, even before I really, I think I'd maybe only said like two sentences to you, uh, but we kind of bonded a little bit over Brooklyn Nine-Nine, which is the yeah. topic for tonight. And um, in fact, I think when you left work, I even gave you the Peralta Award, if I recall. You sure did. Yeah, that for sure is the first thing that we ever talked about. I mean, we we don't work together at all. No, you know, no, we're in really. completely separate departments. But just in passing, we had like a Brooklyn Nine Nine reference, and then uh, just, you know, it's been going on for about a year now. Noise, smart, Noise. <laughs> smart. <laughs> yeah, it uh, it was that, and then I think we started talking about um, community and you know all sorts of other comedies oh, that are just amazing. Community and- is like. It's one of my favorite shows of all time. I, I Me too. Was, I yeah. watched Community while I was at a community college. So it was <laughs> so, it really so relevant to what was going on. Subway took over TCC. It is the only restaurant at the Northeast campus. And I, I just remember watching that episode. <laughs> and I was like, this is, you know, art imitating life. <laughs> <laughs> it really hit home. Yeah. Um, I went to Texas A&M, so, uh, you know, we had, like, of course, Sabisa and all those big cafeterias, but I remember there was, like, underneath that particular one, there was, like, um, a Whataburger and a Chick-fil-A and some other things, and so uh, while I never quite had that same, you know, just Subway taking over, I did very much eat a lot at Whataburger and (laughs) Chick-fil-A for, like, that year that I lived on campus. Yeah, I ate at Subway quite a bit when I was there. Yeah, I, I I understand. I I remember when I was in high school and a Taco Bell moved into our school, and <gasps> I think I ate there like every day for like oh my god, a year. yes, <laughs> oh yeah, back back in high school. So I, I I grew up in a very tiny school. Like my my junior class was five people. Oh wow, so incredibly <laughs> tiny. Yeah, and so that school closed my senior year to, to everyone's surprise. Uh, but it closed. So I went to an, a bigger private school and they actually had like a cafeteria and food every day. I kind of went crazy. I mean, I, uh, I didn't know what to do, but I, I just bought food every day and, uh, it's not good to say, but I definitely had fries every day because I had, <laughs> I had no one, uh, controlling what I got and, uh, no parental supervision, which apparently I needed at my senior year of high school. Well, and see that actually kind of reminds me of my brother who he went to Caltech, 
for a year or two and he ate pizza every single day (laughs) sometimes Mm. twice a day for like lunch and dinner and he came back with like crazy bad like heartburn so yeah (laughs) ever since then he gets bad heartburn which is so funny i mean it uh it's not really something you think of when you're eating it you're just like oh i love pizza let me just eat pizza or i love fries in your case it's like let's keep going but in my case uh at work i mostly um I, i have a lot of mcdonald's just because it's there and it's, it's the only place. <laughs> exactly. exactly. I mean, we, we got nothing. <laughs> nope. It's, it, it's the worst selection that could be around. <laughs> I know. I and mean, it's not like we have a lot of time to go get something, but. Uh, oh, I know. I mean, 30 minutes goes by like it's nothing. Yeah. Especially when you're driving somewhere. It's like, mm-hmm. That's like most of your time. Half of your lunch is driving. What are your uh, thoughts in general on like Brooklyn Nine-Nine? Like what's your history with it? Uh it was something that me and my wife watched a lot together. Nice. Um, seen it seen like two times now. I think we. I know we watched it while she was pregnant again. Uh, just just a wonderful show. My friend Ben got me into it. Um, you know, he was always saying, you know, cool, cool, cool. You know, you know <laughs> yeah. And noise, and I was like, where, where do you get this from? He, he told me about it, so I started watching it and kind of fell in love with it. You know, a lot of shows their first season, it's super rocky. You're mm-hmm. kind of cringy. You talk about like the office. You're just like, well, you can skip the first season of the office, but Brooklyn nine, nine, no, don't skip it. It's hilarious. The characters, you know, they, they're still pretty well done. I mean, they get into more character later on, but right. you, you really get to see all these people kind of play out throughout the years. And plus the, the Jake and Amy bet throughout season one, oh, that's is laying, it's laying foundation for the rest of the, the show. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's totally my favorite like um so we my wife um she got and this is her fault completely her fault she used to have to like fall asleep watching something like have to fall asleep watching yeah. something and i never i was always like no it's got to be dark whatever anyway now it's to the point where she it doesn't even matter but i have to fall asleep watching something which is super annoying but if I'm going to fall asleep watching something, it's going to be something funny. So I usually either watch, um, you know, Nine Nine or The Goldbergs or uh, Community sometimes, or you know, just anything. Psych is another one that I really love, and I'll just put it on and just fall asleep yeah. to it. And the one that I love to start on is season one, The Bet. You know, where they actually Jake actually wins and they go on their date, and it's kind of like that first real step oh, in their yeah. relationship. You, you, you know, you just see the wheels turning with them. Yeah. Yeah. That's it's, oh man, I love it so much. The will they, won't they? And then of course they do. And it's amazing. They, they have their own. And in fact, you, um, you and, and your wife had a son, um, the same time that uh, Jake and Amy oh had gosh. a child. Oh, you know, <laughs> that's so it kind of made, it kind of made me mad. Cause you know, they, they announced that they were pregnant around the same time that we did. It's mm. like, Oh yeah, we're going to be pregnant together. And then it was like a month later oh they had their kid it's like yeah yeah well you know what that's unrealistic you know what I, <laughs> whatever uh you know it's it's tv time tv time doesn't count when you're pregnant <laughs> if you know it flew by but i'm i'm curious like was she pregnant in real life because i know yeah. that she she had kids before and you can you can see it in like seasons four or five mm-hmm. i think it's when she became a sergeant you know she they kind of hit her stomach they hit a little it, bit yeah mm-hmm yeah, they really did. And uh, I mean, that's that's not new. I mean, they've done it in like, no. every single show. The Cosby show. I mean, they used to like the cut out office in the mattress, oh. you know, so she could lay down and it looked like she was normal. But there was literally a dip wow. in the mattress, you know, stuff like that. Hiding behind things. Wow. Uh, same thing with the lane on Seinfeld and 
yeah, The Office. You're right. It's like all these shows. I mean, that's it, that's old hat. So it was a uh, Angela and Pam in real life. They were both pregnant at this. I think I think it was at the same time, but they would hide them all the time. And you know, Angela, she was such a skinny person that you didn't even notice. <laughs> I was going to say something very embarrassing about my wife, but I decided not to. Don't, hey, hey, <laughs> so, let's not do that. I know better. I want to live. So um, <laughs> I want to still be married. So uh, I'll go ahead and change that subject. But uh, yeah, for me, it was, um, I and I'll never forget. So the uh, it was like the day or two after my daughter was born, the third one. Um, I, somehow I got like a crazy bacterial infection. And my aunt, who's a nurse, was like, stay away. You do not like just you quarantine yourself. You know, luckily my parents were here to help out with, you know, the kids. And so my wife could focus on the new baby. But I mean, I was like literally in a room all by myself for like three days while I, while, you know, until the antibiotics could, could take effect. So, so you were patient zero of COVID, huh? <laughs> no, this was way before. This is like two years ago. Uh, if it had been one, I probably, I might've said yes, but <laughs> two years ago was 2019, Jerry COVID-19. You're not helping your case, bud. But yeah, so, so I was quarantined. So I was like, okay, well, this is boring. So what am I going to do? So I literally just turned on some TV and I started binging community. I mean, not community, um, Brooklyn nine, nine. And mm -hmm. I loved it. And so then when the, my three days were done, I, I went back to be with my wife and I was like, check out this show. It's hilarious. And she was just like, yeah, whatever. But now she's hooked on it too. So now like we can both enjoy mm -hmm. it, but she's like every show I bring to her, she's like that. Like she doesn't really like it at first. And then it takes like about a season or two before she finally gets into it. It's, it's so, ah, it's so annoying. <laughs> Let me tell you something. <laughs> okay. The office is my favorite show of all time. So, uh, I have I, seen it between 10 and 20 times. I, I mean, I, binge the crap out of it over and over again and it took me five years of being with my wife for her to finally listen to me and watch it she was like oh no i've seen an episode steve girl's cringy he's like yes he is but you grow to love him it's the mm -hmm. greatest show it took me five years to get her to watch my favorite show and then you know what <laughs> she liked it whoa nice. <laughs> well i my yeah tiff still doesn't like community like at all She's like, oh, just watch your weird show. And I, I get, get it. it. I mean, it's like, not for everybody. It. It's super meta. And I mean, it's just not her style of comedy. She loves Parks and Rec. She could watch Parks and Rec like forever. But yeah. Community just, no. So that's another one that it's like, okay, she almost asleep. All right, I'm watching Community now. You know, <laughs> Dungeons and Dragons episode. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's a show that I uh, I need to get you into. It's called Letter Kenny. I'm trying to get everybody at work into it. I got Brandon into it. Nice. It is one of the funniest shows ever written. It's so well done. It's about Canadian hicks. And <laughs> it, 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 it's so hard to just describe. It's seven episodes a season. There's nine seasons. They're 30 minutes long. It's super easy to just fly through. Mm -hmm. One of the funniest shows you'll ever see. I promise you. I, I And you know what? I've I've seen the commercials for it. Like when uh, I think I was on watching on Hulu or something. Or was it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's only on Hulu. Okay. Yeah. So then that's the one. And I just... I said, okay, I'll maybe I'll check this out. And I just never did. It's one of those that, you know, yeah. time get kind of runs away with you. I've got Elizabeth into it. Brandon is he's been binging it at the warehouse. He has it in his headphones as he's working. Um, <laughs> yes. even in today's meeting, I was I was quoting lines from Letter Kenny to Pat today, but she didn't know it. <laughs> well, I didn't either because I'd never seen the show. Exactly. <laughs> oh man, now I need a time machine so I can go back and see what you said. <laughs> 
Yeah. Uh, so Brooklyn Nine-Nine had a couple of Christmas episodes. Um, and why are we covering this? Well, this is a bonus episode. And the reason we're covering it specifically is because of this particular uh, episode in season three, episode 10. It's called Yippie Kayak, where they spoof Die Hard. And for all you listeners of my show, you know that I do not consider Die Hard a Christmas movie. I consider it an action movie set at Christmas. Or you can, you know, quote Bruce oh, Willis yeah. and say it's a Bruce Willis movie, whatever. But uh, <laughs> either way, I, I'm that's that's kind of where I fall. Uh, and then, of course, uh, there, I have the little feud there with Anthony to the podcast about uh, whether or not it's a Christmas movie. And so because of that, I thought, you know what, I'll, I'll throw him a bone. I'm a nice guy. And so we're going to cover, um, we won't cover Die Hard, but we'll cover a Die Hard-esque episode, a tribute done by Brooklyn Nine-Nine. And so that's kind of the roundabout way of saying, all right, this is semi-80s, and uh, we'll kind of go from there. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it's it's so funny. He, um, you know, he, he says, It's a Wonderful Life is not a Christmas movie, and Die Hard is. And so I kind of reverse those on him, and we just fight. But it's cool. Well, he's my pal. I've actually never seen It's a Wonderful Life, but I've always heard it's a Christmas movie. Um, and yeah. I think people are just trying to be edgy when they say Die Hard's a Christmas movie. We know it's not a Christmas movie. It's an <laughs> action movie set at Christmas time. It's let's we don't need to be edgy. Let's <laughs> let's call it how it is. Yeah, uh, you know what? I don't get any Christmas feels from it, but I do get the let's go kill some terrorists feels from it, which is not. I don't know Nothing if I want, like I don't know if I want those feels. Christmas but I... <laughs> tree, put on some eggnog, and just watching Die Hard. <laughs> you know, some people actually do that. It's the craziest thing, but hey, to each their own, right? Yep. So the show, um, of course, started in 2013. It was ordered um, originally pitched to NBC. They passed. Fox picks it up. It was done by uh, uh, Shure and Gore, those guys that, that have done uh, Parks and Recreation and, and you know those kinds of shows. In fact, you can hear uh, at the end of 9-9, it's, it's Ron Swanson himself um, saying, you know, Fremulon. They're... <laughs> no. Yeah, that's no. it. It's Not totally... a doctor. <laughs> no. Oh, my God. I, have, I <laughs> and... just want to go around and tell my... Oh, at the end of every episode, me and Kelsey try to like time it when they're saying that stuff. It's just, it's a, uh, it's one of those shows that, you know, I, I, I just love them because it, you kind of know where it's going, but at the same time, it can kind of take you anywhere. Like that episode, I think it's called the box where it's literally just Holt and Peralta and um, um, Michael B. Jordan's dad from black Panther. I, I can't remember his name at the moment, you know, and he's like the dentist and they're trying to figure out if he's guilty. I think it's like in season <laughs> five. And they're trying to frame it like that's like one of my favorite episodes. It's just it's just a bottle episode. Just them right there. It's so amazing. They're trying to break this like brilliant guy. And finally, they break him at the end, you know, uh, with some trickery. And but, you know, it's like like things like that. You have that. Then you have Diaz, you know, Rosa Diaz. Rosa Diaz. You have, yeah. you have her and and uh, <laughs> Jason Manzoukas. I love Jason Manzoukas. Oh, he's fantastic. Um, and, you know, just their whole romance. And then they like, you think they're perfect for each other. And then they break up. And, you know, I mean, it's just like, it just goes so many places from the main characters being thrown into jail to them relocating to Florida. Uh, I mean, it's just, you can't really predict it. And I think that's what I love about it. I mean, well, they're, they're actually telling stories with it too. Mm-hmm. They keep storylines going. There's so many times, like, I think of like that 70s show to where you could watch just one random episode you don't really know what's going on and there's not really a main story. Right. But with Brooklyn, I know you could watch any one episode, but there's also another story going on there, mm-hmm. which, but it's still good enough to where you could just watch one episode and not even know about that. And that's, that's one thing that I, I found really awesome about this one episode. I, I said to Kelsey, this is 
the one episode that if you were to show somebody that hasn't watched Brooklyn Nine-Nine, this is the perfect episode to show somebody yeah. because you get a taste of every character and it has diehard references. So <laughs> yeah. And it's, so it's super, super hilarious too. It's so good. <laughs> I do love this one. Uh, I, and you know, maybe we'll play a little game later where we each try to, to just quote a whole bunch of stuff, but essentially this episode starts, um, with my i think you mentioned earlier uh off camera it was uh one of your favorite parts where it's just jake and amy talking and holt their captain played by andre brower who's like you know this just amazingly Perfect. stoic man you know and he he has this just stone demeanor i mean it's a. Uh, it's, yeah, you're right. He's perfect. And he has a rule like no gifts. And Amy, who's like the brown noser, you know, uh, no, not, not really brown noser, more like the teacher's pet kind of lady. You know, she wants to get him a gift. And so she figures out a way how to get him a gift without him ever knowing it's a gift. <laughs> so it's an unmarked package <laughs> that says, open me. <laughs> that she wrote with her non-dominant hand. Look like a crazy person wrote it. <laughs> And so, you know, she's telling Jake, she's, she's like so proud. She figured out the way for him to have a gift. And he's like, wait, wait. So you're telling me that you get, have this unmarked package that looks like a, a crazy person wrote it, you know, in the middle of a police precinct. And then he, a, right away, was it like on a random Tuesday or something? On a random, like a random Tuesday. Monday. Yeah. <laughs> so he walks out, bomb, there's a bomb, everybody out. <laughs> Their cold opens are always amazing. Uh-huh. <laughs> they have the best cold opens. But I guess if if you want to nutshell uh, the episode, essentially, it's that um, Jake forgot to get a gift for his best friend, Boyle. And so he has to do some last minute shopping, gets trapped and terrorists or not terrorists, but I guess robbers, robbers, crooks, thieves. What we do you call, call them? We can call it. We can definitely call them terrorists. Terrorists. We can call them terrorists. I'm down with that. Uh, terrorists attempt to rob the department store that they're at. That's like the basic <laughs> bottom, bottom line. What a, what a great sentence. The terrorist decided to rob a department store. <laughs> <laughs> it reminds me, did you ever see Invasion USA with Chuck Norris? Nope. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Never mind. Then I was just going to say, uh, there's a scene in a mall where like the terrorists are going to like blow up a mall and the guy, he has the bomb in like a, a, a bag that, you know, you'd buy at Christmas time. And so someone notices that the, he left the bag there and he's like, sir. And he's like chasing him down, sir. And it's all inside the, the mall. And just it, the whole vibe reminded me of, of that. Cause they're terrorists. They're in that movie, but like they, you know, in this particular scene, it's, it's just ridiculous. Cause he's like running from the guy chasing him with his own bomb in a bag. But anyway, it just reminded <laughs> me of that. <laughs> so, um, Jake realizes that he hasn't gotten Boyle anything when Boyle comes in and gives him like this super awesome gift, um, <laughs> which was special ordered from uh, Syria. And I, I think it was called heart attack soda. <laughs> yep. yeah, he goes, he goes, ho, 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 Jake, special delivery from Santa's elf. Merry Christmas. And Jake opens it up. Heart attack soda. I love this stuff. You know, you know, technically it's just carbonated fudge. <laughs> I remember, I remember hearing that. And I tried just to process it with that even man. Uh, like, <laughs> <laughs> it's awful. But the follow-up's even better because he goes, I thought they banned it. He goes, not in Syria. They use it to induce labor in goats. <laughs> <laughs> it's like this super personalized gift. And he just realizes that he spent all this time worrying about the perfect gift for Amy that he forgot to get something for Charles. So um, 
he asks his uh, his old friend because they they went to school together. They grew up together. Uh, Gina, who's like the, I guess the secretary or um, receptionist for Captain Holt, and mm-hmm. so he asks her to help him pick it out. And so uh, as they're talking, Boyle kind of overhears and basically ingratiates himself into that trip. He's like, "Yeah, yeah, no, no, I'll go with you. We'll pick out the perfect thing." Well, he decided to do that because Jake said that uh, he didn't get Amy a gift to spare Boyle's feelings. Oh, that's right. Yeah. He over, cause he just overheard them talking that, uh, he needed a gift. And so he's like, Ooh, we forgot someone's gift. He's like, yeah. Uh, Amy, who's, like, <laughs> like who's on your crap list, <laughs> which we all know we do that last minute thing. Uh huh. Yeah. I've done it many times, but, Oh, that's why we got Amazon. Thank goodness. Now, but yeah, so they, uh, <laughs> they're planning to go to the store. And their plan is to distract Boyle. And Gina says she's just going to ask him the difference between uh, a skillet and a frying pan. <laughs> and it, it like it works, which is crazy. It it actually works because they are able to go, you know, do that whole thing. Um, but that's like the the main plot. The subplot is that Captain Holt and Diaz, who's like this crazy badass, awesome girl. You know, she she wears like the leather jacket. She's got the barbed wire in her pocket. You know, all that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you remember that episode? <laughs> um, so they're going to go and do one of those polar bear type things where they go swimming in the ocean and, you know, it's like freezing outside. And Amy, because she always wants to be included and, you know, she doesn't want people to think she's not tough. They kind of set that up in like the first, you know, in the pilot episode that she's got, I don't know, seven brothers or something. And anyway, you know, so she always tries to be tough. And so not wanting to be seen as weak, she basically also says, hey, I want to go. <laughs> I want to go as well. And uh, <laughs> she says something like, I can't wait to dunk my junk. <laughs> Did you catch that? Yeah. Is it their, their reaction to that, too? They were just they just kind of staring at her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think I would, too, honestly. I mean, can you imagine if like uh, if, you know, Pat or uh, Elizabeth or someone had said that? I think I think we would both just stare at her. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I actually hope they start using that, that terminology. You know, maybe when uh, somebody brings <laughs> someone something to prize, they're just like, hey, I'm just dumping my junk. <laughs> You know, um, maybe the world would be a better place. I mean, you're, you work right next to the bathrooms, too, you know. Every, anytime someone enters those doors, I'm dumping my junk. I don't know. I don't even know what to say to that. But <laughs> I'm going to hit you with that tomorrow. So there's that. And then, of course, I, I think the thing that I love about this is that they, they always weave the subplots in, like, pretty seamlessly. So then there's even another subplot. And there's usually, like, they're usually juggling, like, two subplots underneath the main one. The second subplot is with Sergeant Jeffords, you know, uh, Terry, played by uh, um, Terry Crews, who's, he's just amazing. The dude is jacked. But he essentially, I guess the year before at Christmas time, he had his phone on and it just kept ringing. And it was like a cause of annoyance to his brother-in-law who he hates. He hates his brother-in-law just straight up hates him for good reason. Yeah. I mean, he's a jerk, but you know, I mean, he's your brother-in-law, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> you have something you want to get off your chest? Jerry? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. So he's like, he's like, nobody bother me. I'm spending time with my family. You only call 
in an emergency. That's like his subplot where he he has to go just be with his family. So of course, you know, they're foreshadowing that, well, he's going to get called and it's going to be a big thing. But I love the interplay between uh, Terry and uh, Zeke, you know, his, is it Zeke or Deke? I think it's Zeke. Zeke, yeah, his his brother-in-law, because his brother, I mean, Terry's a Terry Cruz is a big dude. I mean, he's like massive. And yet his brother-in-law is like even taller and bigger somehow. I don't know how. He's just like a, an even more huge human being, if that's possible. And apparently it is. He's like the Incredible Hulk or something. No, nothing. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, you took a sip of tea at the. <laughs> I just you're talking. You just casually just hear <laughs> 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 <Threw> me off. <laughs> Yeah, I do that. You know, you just, you no, just you know. Zeke, <laughs> Zeke, he does make Terry Crews look short. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't know about muscle mass because Terry Crews is a freak of nature. There, <laughs> there, there's only one Terry Crews, you know? Yeah. But it's just so funny that it's, it's like because the brother is so tall that he feels like he's more of a man than Terry Crews, which How fight Terry Crews. <laughs> it's uh i think he even calls him tiny terry yep yeah he does <laughs> yeah and tiny terry need help opening his pickles i, I can't do it <laughs> <laughs> i'm such a tenor i'm not a base but i tried um <laughs> so there's that there's like that whole subplot so jake is there uh, gina successfully distracts Boyle enough that uh, Jake is able to go buy a present and immediately he's like, all right, let's go. But Boyle. <laughs> so this is one of my favorite he parts. He just can't wait. He like rips the bag out of his hand. He's like, what'd you get? And he opened it up <laughs> and it's a cologne called Canyon Stank. <laughs> and he says, what does he say? He says, um, I'm a stank I wear this, man, Jake. I wear this cologne. I'm a stank man. <laughs> <laughs> so um he's like oh i, I never noticed uh, you know of course jake is just lying at this point because he knows that the gift is actually for charles he's like i, I never noticed i i guess subconsciously i just wanted amy to smell more like you <laughs> and, <laughs> and Boyle, he's like uh coming on a little strong there pal which which is a lot for Boyle to say <laughs> exactly because Boyle's the one that's usually like when are you guys gonna get married you know or or as soon as they get like they first start dating you know and uh, he's like get her pregnant let's let's have some more Jake babies yeah I mean like all sorts of things like that I mean he's just like all up in Jake's business he, all the time even like uh like a, it was an episode or two afterwards him and uh was Genevieve are trying to have a baby and they're looking at donors and Jake's dad is one of the donors and he's like. <laughs> My son could be your brother. (laughs) (laughs) You know, um, yeah, there's, there's friendship and then there's friendship. And I I think uh, Boyle definitely pushes on the ladder. (laughs) It's just, it's so crazy because I mean, I've had like really good friends, but I don't think I've ever had a friend that would want my dad to uh, um, help conceive his son. (laughs) I don't think I've met somebody as extreme as Boyle in any degree. Challenge accepted. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, I never have either. That's, I mean, it's, he's obviously a caricature of like a best friend, but still, I mean, it's, I think that's what makes the show. Cause he's, he is just kind of like this weird little guy. He lacks self-awareness. Yeah. Yeah. He really does. 
But I think Joel Latrulio gets a lot of, uh, or he needs a lot of praise because I mean he, mm-hmm. he does that so well. Yeah, it's, you know I've seen him in other things, uh, specifically movies. I think, and you know he's never a main character. He never has a no. lot of lines. You know, very forgetful. Mm-hmm. But in this, I mean, it, he's so cringy at some points. But like, you just kind of love him, and it, it's really a role just for this guy, mm-hmm. especially because he is an awkward looking guy. So I, I mean. You, you couldn't put anyone else in that role and it, it turned out so well for him. I think he played Al Capone in drunk history. I think. Did he really? <laughs> I think so. Uh, do you ever watch drunk history? Uh, pro- not in years, but I, ha- I have seen it. <laughs> it's, it's good stuff. Uh, that's another one that I think is amazingly funny. And my wife just looks at me like, okay, when just go to bed, when come to bed, when you're done. <laughs> It's like, all right, I'll be there. I'll be there in 30 minutes. <laughs> um, so yeah, they're, they've got the Canyon stank ready to go. And they realize that like, cause the power starts going out and they realize that they're, you know, people are terrorists, I guess, are taking hostages from the security guards and, and they're like locking the doors and they even do the spray paint on the cameras and all that jazz. And, uh, you know, Jake right away is like, oh, it's a real life die hard. He's like, I mean, Oh no, crime. <laughs> <laughs> he gets so excited because that's like one of the running threads throughout the whole series mm-hmm. is that Die Hard is his favorite. He became a cop because of John McClane, you know, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. <laughs> so, but I mean, I, I don't blame him. I mean, if, if like my favorite movie were happening, you know, around me, I mean, I'd be excited too. Well, you know, he faces crime every day. Mm-hmm. So now it's exciting crime. It's fun. It's the crime he wants. So yeah, he, he has every right to be excited. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's happening at Christmas time at on Christmas, Christmas Eve. <laughs> Which, yeah, that's what makes it so good because he's he desperately wants to be John McClane so much that in uh, that one episode, he literally just like bungees through a window for no reason. <laughs> And so, so it's like the perfect opportunity. So he's all jazzed about that. Um, of course, they have Gina with them, who's a civilian. And all she wants to do, because she has a lighter, all she wants to do is go get some hairspray and create a flamethrower. Yeah. You know, it, it kind of make you, you kind of forget that Gina is not a cop throughout the show because she's always there for, you know, for several seasons. And, you know, you, you never realize that, oh, she's never at the crime scenes or the arrest. Like, She's always just back at the office. And then there's like, oh, we got to protect her. She's a civilian. You're just, oh, I guess she is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They just kind of look at her. Um, they managed to call Jeffords and let him know what's happening. So he has to leave. Of course, you know, Zeke nudges him a bit, you know, jabs at him. And <laughs> hey, Barbara Corcoran. Or I forgot. <laughs> it's like, he didn't even make me one of the good sharks. <laughs> um so yeah, he's like, like get a job, Zeke, and whatever. Anyway, and he runs off to to go assess what, the situation. What did he say? Yeah. Tired of hearing. I got things brewing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't have nothing brewing. <laughs> so he, yeah, he runs off to to go look after them. Um, of course, he alerts the other authorities, and and so uh, you know the place is surrounded. And who's in charge? But the vulture another recurring character which i think my favorite vulture episode is the one where um he's like gonna get married 
Do you, you remember that one? And he's like, oh, got their, yeah, he's, he's got like their, a completely different person to her. Kind of. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like this chair. He's going to marry this charity worker. And she's like this yeah, amazing, amazing, awesome person. And, <laughs> and he's just, uh, you know, I mean, he's the vulture. He's just a piece this, of crap. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's a, but yeah, he's just, he's basically a jerk. And, um, so anyway, he he's the one in charge, and I love how he's talking to Jeffords, and he's like, "Hey, I'm in charge here." He's like, "See that sniper? He'll shoot anyone I tell him to. He'll even shoot you." And Jeffords is like, "You know, just looking at him." And the guy's like, "No, I won't." He's like, "Well, okay. Well, he'll he'll sit on any roof I tell him to. Hey, go sit on that roof, guy." So yeah, he uh, he he's there. He's assessing the situation, and the other time they're also trying to contact Jake. Excuse me. They're also trying to contact Amy and uh, Captain Holt and Diaz because they know that they can help as well. In the meantime, Jeffords is stalling with them and and you know trying to get it all done. They decide to they they find a place to hide out, and Jake decides he's going to go do re- re- uh, recon. Excuse me. And so he goes, checks everybody out, and he's like, "Oh, I'm going to call you Gunter," and <laughs> I'm going to call you on his arm. And he he starts writing Klaus, and he starts writing Klaus. So then he he's like, "I'm going to call you uh, like Bjorg or something." And he, and then uh, he he hears the radio, the the, the terrorist's radio is on. He's like, "Hey, Matt, right, check in." He's like, "Matt," <laughs> and he's like all disappointed that they're not like German. <laughs> yeah. They're Canadian. They're Canadian. Yeah. When they when him and Boyle finally, you know, they get some weapons and they, you know, which is like <laughs> the randomest junk all around the store that they could find, like a mannequin hand and <laughs> things like that. They finally are able to take down a couple of the, the terrorists and they're talking to him and he's like, uh, what are you gonna do with this? Eh? He's <laughs> like, Canadian. Are any of you German? North Korean? Russian. <laughs> They're like going down the list. Greek. He's like, I don't, I don't trust the way Greeks dance. <laughs> it's, it's terrible. Oh man. It's, it's such a great show. <laughs> such subtle humor. Yeah. It's like, it's like you wouldn't ever expect that to be said, but the, here they are. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. In today's climate, you can't get away with that. And somehow they get away with it and make it fun. Anyway. So they still haven't found the hostages yet. Uh, until they they finally hear something on the radio, uh, and Jake pretends to be he's got the walkie, so he's just kind of like now he's he's literally like you know John McClane, and so he <laughs> he pretends to be and was like uh, oh I must have forgot about it you know he starts talking in like a fake Canadian accent, <laughs> and so they realize the hostages are in such and such place the whatever corridor and you know something like that, and uh, all they know is that these terrorists have big drilling equipment. And so they assume that they're going to use it to drill into the the safe. That's like they're what they're thinking. In the meantime, Jake finally or Amy finally reads the messages. You know, uh, we get to that subplot where they're going to go swimming and they're doing the toast and it's like freezing outside. And of course, Holt is all, you know, nice and poetic and just this long toast. And Amy's just like, whatever. And she just drinks and runs. (laughs) And she goes all the way to the tip of the ocean. You know, just she like has her just her feet in just a tiny bit and then she runs back she's like no <laughs> which is what totally what my wife would do <laughs> <laughs> so that hit home for me because my wife does not like the cold at all <laughs> it was such an amy move yeah it totally was you know just kind of punking out at the end <laughs> she, she she did she hey she she attempted she did that's true but not really 
<laughs> hey, would you would you say that's one drink amy or two drinks amy because i think she took two two drinks out of it yeah i think you're right well which one is two drink amy that's the one where oh. she's wildly confident or is that the uh santiago drunkenness scale that's perfect okay one drink amy is a little spacey being out of touch with what's happening around her Two drink amy aka loud amy shouts everything she says so i i think that kind of lines up because i mean she did come back screaming <laughs> she did come back screaming yeah and then she went when she had to go back to get him because she finally exactly. saw her text she screamed at him there too oh my god <laughs> she, she even she tells hold shut your poem mouth <laughs> we're discovering the secrets of brooklyn i9 wow this is totally rad <laughs> that's right bud <laughs> oh man um but I love when they're back before, you know, they, she reads the text, they're back on land and, you know, she's kind of talk, I guess, complaining about how she punked out, you know, and she's like, I know you're judging me. And Diaz is like, no, I'm not, I don't care. And Holt is like, I kind of am. <laughs> he like, he said, no lies at Christmas time. <laughs> I feel like I have to start saying that around the store. <laughs> yes. As soon as someone says it, no lies at Christmas. <laughs> In the morning means no lies at Christmas time. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Just see how they look at us. <laughs> Tina would probably just laugh. So, so speaking of family, um, even though I'm going to cut the part out that ref- refers to this, but I'm going to leave this part in because I think that's funnier. Um, I like when Charles is talking to Gina and they're talking about it's a first annual boil and Eddie Christmas. And he says, are you excited about going to town on daddy's nog? <laughs> <laughs> she just goes christmas is canceled charles ruined it <laughs> he always says the most inappropriate things and doesn't, doesn't even realize it. he says it <laughs> it's so good <laughs> i love the writers are like so brilliant they're, they're good at like using phraseology you know to to really spark something and sometimes you don't even realize it you're like wait what did he say and you have to rewind it and then you hear it again you're like oh he did say that are any of the actors writers that's a good question i'm actually not sure i can um, see uh, like scully and uh other guy i can't remember his name right now but i could see them being writers because i know in the office you know they're a lot of their actors were writers but they had them in the annex and so that's how they would get away with um, having the writers come back because they wouldn't have to be on film. And so, I, you know, Scully isn't on film uh, as often. I can't remember no, the other guy's name. Hitchcock. Hitchcock, yeah. So I wonder if that maybe they are. But Well, Lord and Miller are some of the producers, so I wouldn't doubt it if they had their hand in, uh, in writing a few episodes as well. Okay. Oh, wow. So I just Googled writers for Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Mm-hmm. Uh, Andy Samberg, Andre Brar, uh, wow. Michael... Uh, what's his name? Michael Schur, which, you know, yeah, is the godfather of every great thing ever. Chelsea Peretti, Joe Lutriglio. Yeah, it, it looks like everybody. Oh, that's right. Like Chelsea writer. Peretti did. I think she wrote three episodes for it. Ah, uh, yeah. I recall. It Something looks like, like Craig, Craig Robinson does his episodes. Oh, nice. <laughs> the Pontiac Bandit. Oh, <laughs> oh man. That's a, that's another day. We, uh, we could spend forever on that. <laughs> <laughs> songs to smush by. <laughs> Rosa. Rosa, Rosa, Rosa. <laughs> What's up, girl? <laughs> I love Craig Robinson. I loved him in Hot Tub Time Machine. Like that, he, he's good in everything, man. 
<laughs> that's a little, it's like such a ridiculous movie, but it's like one of my favorite movies. <laughs> mm, I get it. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's hilarious. I remember uh, when it came out and I don't know, I just something about it. Like I was like, this is going to be a great movie. And I've been known for picking like really bad comedies to go watch that are pretty terrible, but I like to go watch them anyway. And so my brother was like, no, what are you talking about? This looks terrible. And so I finally convinced him like, look, just go watch it. And he saw it. He was like, that was an awesome movie. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's funny. It's eighties, man. It's yeah. Funny. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what it did in the box office, but probably not great. <laughs> it, it, it's such a staple movie. Like you can say hot tub time machine and everybody knows the movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's so well known to me. Even people that haven't seen it. Just like, it's a hot tub time machine. Like everybody <laughs> understands what it is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and well, Chevy Chase came out in that as well. Chevy Chase was in that. Yeah. He was the, uh, the hot tub like mechanic guy. Oh, he sure. Okay. So I watched hot tub time machine before I watched community. I didn't even realize that. <laughs> wow. Unhand yeah. me young lady. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like Chevy Chase. <laughs> <laughs> I tried. I tried my best. <laughs> You know, what's an 80s show if you're not going to try your best to quote and uh, imitate some 80s characters? That's right. That's right. <laughs> um, so finally, they, you know, Jake, uh, you know, they, they have a plan. They're going to use the vents just like John McClane, but he accidentally <laughs> drops the vent. And so they know that, you know, someone's coming. And so he convinces Boyle to go. And so essentially he gives up his John McClane moment to Boyle. And so uh, they capture Jake and they throw him in with the rest of the, you know, with the rest of the squad, or excuse me, with the rest of the hostages. And that's when we get the whole Ramon farting thing where, <laughs> where uh, you know, Gina's like, Ramon has been farting for like the last hour. <laughs> He's like, it's not me. It's <laughs> like, do you really want the last words on <laughs> of your life to be a lie? <laughs> um, and, but they realize that, you know, since they have his keys, they they already have everything from the safe. So the drilling equipment is to drill into the sewers, and that's like how they're how they're going to escape. And so that's like you know one of their big plans. But meanwhile, Terry and the the vulture have like a confrontation, <laughs> which is a uh, essentially he picks them up and throws them in a trash can. Do you remember what he said? He uh, Jake was telling him that like Tila Tequila was doing a show in Times Square. Or oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and so he tells him that he's just like. Uh, why was she blah 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 20 minutes ago <laughs> yeah i think it's like in madrid or something right <laughs> yeah it's like yeah i followed tequila on twitter <laughs> and uh so he he like stands up to him and and the vulture's like i will end your career and then you're gonna have to go be like a model or something because let's face it you're jacked and i've always respected that <laughs> vulture. <laughs> but, but yeah he just picks him up and like throws him in a trash can <laughs> Which I think later on even says, like, do you think anyone will believe he threw himself in that trash can? <laughs> but yeah, so um, the main bad guy who's got like a scar on his face and Jake's like, oh, finally a real awesome bad guy. He's like, I hate cops. I'm going to shoot you. He's like, oh, let's let's dial it back a skosh. And that's when Boyle jumps in and like saves the day, essentially. And he gives the the famous line. You want to say it? Yep. Yeah, I do. Okay, go kayak, other buckets. <laughs> it's like. Oh, you got it completely wrong, but thanks. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure I got it right. <laughs> no, you didn't, but it's okay. Yeah, <laughs> uh, he ends up confessing to Boyle that I didn't forget Amy's present. I actually forgot yours. He's like, "Whoa, why didn't you just tell me?" Oh, yeah, because it would have crushed me <laughs> and ruined our friendship. Yeah, good call. <laughs> 
Um, and then we get a final like diehard scene where, um, you know, the bad guy's escaping and Jake throws the, the hairspray to Gina and she finally gets to create her flamethrower. <laughs> but then she goes crazy with the flamethrower and Terry's like, someone take her down. <laughs> the only thing scarier than Gina is Gina with the flamethrower. Gina with the flamethrower, yeah. Which, by the way, I forgot to mention, the only reason she agreed to help Jake was because he was going to get her a picture of <laughs> Terry coming out of the shower. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you got to do your bribing somehow. And they had to negotiate that photo, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because she, she wanted a towel off. And he's like, uh, towel on, just coming out of the shower. Deal. <laughs> yeah, it, uh, hey, if you're going to negotiate a photo, might as well shoot for the stars, right? Might hey, land on the moon. Exactly. <laughs> I was like, you've been talking to Stokes. <laughs> well, he is my boss, so yep. it kind of makes sense. Yep. Uh, this episode was seen by 3.82 million people, which is really cool, mostly among, uh, ages 18 to 49. So that kind of adds up and it's considered one of the best Christmas episodes of, uh, of TV ever, which is really cool. Also um, let's see hit fix described it as uh, the most overt salute yet to the genius that is diehard. And another reminder of just how much fun Brooklyn can be when it narrows its focus a bit. Um, I mean, yeah, for real. I don't know what else to say. Sums it up. Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, this is a fun episode and I know I can go on talking like forever about it, but if you had to, if you had to pick like your hap, hap, happiest moment of Brooklyn Nine-Nine in general, or, or this episode, um, like, what would you say it was? Okay. Let's do, let's do, how about one of one for each one in general and one for this episode. Let's do this episode first. Uh, you know, I originally thought it was the, the, the cold open, but I'm going to go with, uh, uh, you know, yippee kayak other buckets because God, I just want to start using that in my daily lingo. <laughs> <laughs> that would be, I'd, I'd buy it. <laughs> and yeah. uh, let's see for uh, just the entire show. Uh, you know, I really like when they got married. Oh, that's, that's, that was that's a pretty good cheesy, but uh, no, I, you I know, love cheese. I, 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 I love seeing, you know, the relationships, you know, Mm -hmm. fulfill that way so it was really awesome to see yeah and i definitely hear you because i mean like for me as much as i love um commando and predator and terminator and like all these you know awesome action flicks i'm a a sucker for like a good happy ending romance kind of thing Mm -hmm. so you know uh even those dumb hallmark movies i like to watch because you can just turn your brain off and enjoy the christmas and the romance in it um and I was going to say, don't spread that around, but I guess I'm kind of spreading it around myself. So, oh, well, but either way, um, same. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I love the bet as I talked about earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, but then the very last episode of season two, where they Jake and Amy kiss, like when they're undercover, essentially, and it kind of leads to them really kissing at the end. Like that one always gets me. I think really it's just watching this with my wife and enjoying it, I think has been like my happiest moment of the whole series. Uh, but of this episode, it's definitely, uh, <laughs> I, it's the dumbest part, but it's definitely the, uh, I'm a stank man. 
it just makes me laugh every time. <laughs> the confidence he has when he says that. I know. It's just, it's so wrong. It's so wrong. It shouldn't be there, but it's Boyle. And he always says the wrong thing at the wrong time. <laughs> it, um, I always wanted him, uh, my buddies and I, we did like a, if they could do a live action um, Rankin Bass universe, you know, like the, the Rudolph and Frosty, you know, uh, Santa Claus, if they were to do like a live action Game of Thrones kind of style thing, uh, I wanted him to be Hermie. <laughs> I thought he'd be a good Hermie. <laughs> I'm just, I'm picturing the monstrosity of the reindeers, how they would look. It would, it would be so bad. I, yeah, bad CG can really throw something off. So hopefully it would be animatronic like in uh, Santa Claus the movie uh, from 1985. Yeah, that would, that would be totally down for that, but they don't do that anymore. I mean, no, that's really so weird. Even like Jurassic World, they were just like, hey, we're just going to CGI dinosaurs now. It's like, mm-hmm. well, okay. Yeah, I mean, say what you will about J.J. Uh, Abrams and, and his Star Wars, but uh, I mean, he did a lot of practical and and it just it looks better. I like I like practical much more than I like CGI. Yes. Well, that's, that's what I was noticing when I was watching them recently is like The Last Jedi looked very CGI. Yeah, I, I only saw that the once because I was like, I'm never watching this again. No, <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> it doesn't it's get so, better. So low on my list of, of Star Wars. I was like, no, forget I mean, it. <laughs> me and Kelsey literally, were, I, I said to her, hey, we both don't like this. Let's just try to watch this movie and point out the things we do like about it. <laughs> we didn't oh, we didn't name oh, one thing and like i feel so bad because i really poor wanted naive to. man <laughs> i know i there was not anything i liked about the movie yeah it it's tough it's a tough one um i mean i think no okay you're right <laughs> never mind i mean because normally you yeah. can say like oh i like the fight scene dude that fight scene was so stupid it's like Snokes is a stupid character. It's point he's irrelevant now. Now yeah. we got some red ninjas that are with him, and this this is all dumb. Which um, I I posted the other day on on Facebook. It was a it was like a sword master, like a, like an official sword master was rating like different movie sword fights, and when he got to this one, he was like, "Yeah, this just isn't technique. This is all just for spectacle." And so he's like, "Because I like to watch it, it I'll give it like a six or seven. He's like, "But as far as sword." technique at all he's like it's like a one <laughs> or a two yeah. something like that it was bad um, so i know what you mean i mean he and and the cool thing is the sword master was like i love watching yoda fight <laughs> so he, he even liked the prequels you know in revenge of the sith uh he even liked that part but just yeah the what's his name ben and right ben solo and and uh and Ray and Ray, yeah, I couldn't yeah. think of her name. Kylo Ren, Kylo Jerry. Ren, there you go, yeah. Kylo and and Ray, just he was like, nah, I'm not having this. You know, they they fought each other in uh, the Rise of Skywalker, and it was actually pretty good. Yeah, well, even in in the first one, oh, you know, first of the new trilogy, uh, the, at the very end when it's, I mean, I think that that's like the most raw, most real kind of fight you know mm-hmm. I mean, it's just them they don't really know what they're doing they're just kind of like swinging it around i mean nothing fancy none of the the flashy spins or anything it's just it hits perfectly to me yeah it reminded me of obi-wan and darth vader from the first one you know <laughs> nice and slow and just kind of but i guess he was getting up in age i don't know <laughs> he hung in there he did he sure did um but now we come to my favorite part of the show, which is a little bit I like to call gag me with the spoon. So this is where we do our best impression of our least favorite part of the show. 
And it, it could be something, uh, you know, nothing crazy. It doesn't have to be something we hate, just something we didn't like as much as the others. And uh, yeah, the, I'll put it up on social media. I'll let the people vote and a uh, winner will get a totally rad Christmas sticker unless I win, in which case I get nothing. And, uh, but don't worry, I haven't won yet. So I think you're pretty safe. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to take the L. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I had a friend who tried to tank it on purpose and he still won. <laughs> so I think you're pretty safe. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll put it up. And, uh, you know, as the guest, I'll let you go first, just kind of set up the scene that you're going to do for us. Yeah, I'm trying to think how to imitate it. But what I really just didn't like was, uh, it's not because she did a bad job. It's just Amy is so cringy to me at sometimes. Yeah. When when she just wants to to be in, in everything that's happening, she you know she she didn't want to do this little polar bear plunge or whatever it is. No. <laughs> but like she's just so ready to do it. She wants to to dunk her junk. <laughs> <laughs> Such a good line. <laughs> so the entire time I'm just like, ah, I know what's going to happen. I don't want to watch it because it's because uh, this is just that's just Amy. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, it's like when, when she tries to be cool, she gets so awkward. So, yeah, you know, she just uh, she takes a couple sips and she's like, you know, let's do this, and just runs to the water and comes back. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> that's good. That's good. Uh, mine is is actually kind of similar. This is when um, when Rosa and Holt are talking and. Amy kind of invites herself and she's like, oh, you know, I don't mind getting a little chilly. And so I'm going to do my best Captain Holt here. So you're going to have to excuse me, but we'll see. <clears throat> he goes, it's not chilly. It's as cold as the waters of Cocytus, the frozen lake of hell. <laughs> and really, I think I liked it. It's just, um, you know, I mean, come on, Raven, a little over the top there. But that's how he is. Though, when he's passionate about something, it's like to the extreme. <laughs> Like when they're all on night shift and he's trying to cheer everybody up and he puts on some John Philip Sousa music. He's like, it's Sousa. He's the Skrillex of his day. (laughs) 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 So ridiculous. Yeah. He he's like, why is nobody dancing? I specifically requested it. (laughs) That kind of a thing. I mean, Andre Brower is just a genius and everything he is. He's so amazing. Uh, I think he even played the voice of Darkseid in uh, like the animated series. It's like one of the movies. Really? I think I think the Batman, uh, the Supergirl one. I think that's the. He one. has a good voice for that. Yeah, yeah, he really does. So yeah, uh, all right, listeners, um, who did it better? <laughs> but it does make me want to ask. Um, you know, GI Joe. They taught us that knowing is half the battle. What do you think the other half is? Oh, I had something I was going to say, but I remember you said it was a family show. <laughs> <laughs> you know just do your best <laughs> uh women <laughs> <laughs> yep yep <laughs> that's good that's good mine it's better than mine mine is uh if knowing is half the battle the other half is not robbing a department store if your name is matt <laughs> You know, just hey, how about not using 
your name over a radio. I know, right? store. <laughs> or anybody could pick it up. <laughs> what if the hostages has been hearing? <laughs> We're listening in, you know. Uh, what one if of the guys somebody nearby Matt. was on the frequency? It's not. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. These are the plot holes in this show, man. I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to take it down piece Can- by piece. Cancel Brooklyn Night. Oh, oh. <laughs> I know. It, oh. Well, one more one more season of 10 episodes. That's okay. Hey, hey they were canceled before, right? That's true. You never know. I'm still waiting for that hashtag end a movie for uh, <laughs> the community. They got their six seasons. Oh man. Um Kevin, it's been it's been fun talking yeah, with you. Yeah, it was a good time, man. <laughs> Appreciate you having me on. Any final thoughts? Oh, uh, watch Letter Kenny. <laughs> okay i was gonna ask you what do you want to plug but i think you just did so <laughs> uh yeah I, I will plug letter kenny anywhere um yeah i don't really have anything to plug you know not, not yet not yet i, I want to start some, a podcast i've heard some things are brewing yeah i i my things are brewing we have talked about it at work <laughs> yes we have the uh <laughs> i think it'd be fun I just, the uh talk about stuff podcast talk about stuff <laughs> like where that. we talk about stuff do you talk about stuff no we talk about things <laughs> is it that walking deadline midpoint doing... twist <laughs> what, what what did did you ever watch the walking dead oh uh, yeah i did yeah oh it's uh, the main characters we're doing stuff here Lori. things <laughs> <laughs> yeah that pretty much sums up my show <laughs> Oh, man. Um, But yeah, thanks again for coming on. It was a lot of fun. I appreciate it, man. And uh, I'm going to end it by saying, I'm so scared you won't let me make a flamethrower and use it to throw flames. So check us out on our social media pages, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And if you're feeling like Gina brandishing a homemade flamethrower, leave us a review on iTunes. Not only does it help us reach more people, but you also get a free sticker. Now, don't forget to vote. Later, dudes.